a clip has gone viral of a woman teacher claiming that we can't just simply stick to the Bible, but we actually need, according to her, new meat, and that through this, God is doing a new thing. As we look at others who have added or taken away from the scriptures in order to teach things that are contrary to it. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I am your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at not only one teacher, but really this is kind of going to send us out into just talking about something very important, and that is adding to God's Word or even taking away from it or even placing an authority above God's Word. So to discuss this very important topic with me is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. And boy, oh boy, Chad, is this a an important topic, you know, because we used to look at the cults, you know, they add and take away the scripture, Roman Catholicism, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that. But now, uh, but with evangelical Christians, when I was a younger Christian, uh, there was such a reverence for God's word, you know, and now, you know, you have so-called evangelicals, conservative Christians that play fast and loose with the scripture and uh, just don't test everything by scripture. And, and it's leading not thousands, but millions of people away from Christ. I think that is so important for people to understand. This is something that is leading people away from Christ. Spirits, deceiving spirits mm-hmm. uh, coming into, sadly enough, coming in, creeping in unnoticed uh, into the church. And it is a sad thing to watch. And when you hear it expressed, and one of the things we wanted to talk about too before we get into it, Joe, is the fact that we have something that's actually new, but it isn't adding anything to the scriptures. It is simply adding some span, some hopefully some Spanish speaking audience to those uh, who love Good Fight Ministries. We just started our brand new channel, and that is Good Fight Espanol. And we are excited because they're going to hear all of these messages, Joe. They're going to be able to hear them, and they're going to be getting translated into Spanish and not just simply reading it at the bottom, but there'll be actually somebody speaking that sounds a lot like us <laughs> over it. So we're excited for that, and we want you to help. Please go subscribe subscribe to Good Fight Espanol. You can subscribe to the channel and get ready because... We already have things that specifically to us, when we've visited, when we shared the gospel, when we planted churches in Mexico, Costa Rica, and so forth, topics that are very, very vital in those regions. For example, the topic of modalism, the apostolic church, as they like to call themselves, they are just rampant in yeah. some of the areas where we've tried to share the gospel. And so we already have videos up right now in Spanish. We're like, forget the launch. Let's get these things out as quick as possible. We just took them up there and there's already get a, a lot of hits. and without even, you know, publicizing it. And a lot of you folks, you know, you have Hispanic friends uh, that don't speak English, perhaps. I mean, we're in California, so although we know a lot of Hispanic people, a good uh, amount of Hispanic people come to our fellowship, you know. Uh, In fact, it was kind of funny because a few of them came up to me when I was being shown, uh, you know, uh, it was my voice in Spanish, and they're like coming up, and they're like, and I'm tripping out because the first time I saw it, and one brother's like, Joe, you speak Spanish better than I do. And that guy goes, Joe, you have an Argentine ac- uh, accent. I'm like, this is not me, man. They just took my voice. And as long as it's accurate, biblically, we're good. Amen. <laughs> and we just sound kind of, we sound kind of funny because, you know, we're talking Spanish. But. Yeah, but the cool thing is, is that that just gives us a whole new audience to be able to share with. And if you have family members, and we love 
uh, all those. I mean, obviously, we've been to Costa Rica. We've been to a number of different places where we have translators there with us. I just Mexico. got to speak in Mexico, yeah. right, uh, with Pastor Jonathan down there and Juju Jesus down there, uh, who's one of the better translators that I've ever had. I mean, just incredible, uh, wonderful brother who loves the Lord. He was there translating. And I'm like, man, you just want to express the truth. Yeah. So, and now to be able to do that, we're excited. So uh, without any further ado on that, we, we would love you to subscribe to the channel and let other people know about it. But Joe, this is important. I want to play the clip because it's kind of going to set the stage, so to speak, because it's not just this woman that we're going to be playing, but there are a lot of people that are doing this. And sadly enough, there's stuff happening in Bible studies where this is actually some of the culture. It's just kind of the milieu in a lot of places where let's just, we need something new and people are always trying to come up with it. But let's hear in somebody's explicit words how we don't need to just be stuck on the Bible. We're not limited to the, to the Bible. God wants to bring more. God wants to bring meat. God wants to bring mysteries. God wants to bring secrets of the kingdom, they always will say, but it's not in the word of God. He's doing a new thing. We can't shut off his voice here and now today and only just read the Bible and that's it. We need his voice to breathe upon the word and bring more. Now, Joe, when you hear that clip, and you're listening to her. We can't just have it just in the Bible. We need more. We need more. Yeah. You know, I, I'm wondering what she's talking about more. And it's sad because when you're listening to her, when she says, we need a new thing, quoting from Isaiah, right? Uh, when you hear her talking like this in the fashion she's talking, she's trying to use scriptural language, but it has nothing to do with what the Bible actually teaches regarding the word of God and regarding how we would test whatever new thing that's trying to come along. Yeah, and it's interesting because you mentioned she uses biblical language, but it's interesting, she kind of inverted the process. She says, we need, to, we need God to breathe upon the word. Well, God's already breathed the word, you know? And that's, that's what's crazy. I mean, uh, we both love, and I, we both quoted a lot, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses, verse 16 and 17, you know, that all scripture, because we believe in the sufficiency of scripture, Amen. sola scriptura, uh, you know, God's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And in verse 16, it says that all Scripture is inspired by God, you know? And uh, Theonoustos, right? It's God-breathed, you know? All of it. And it's interesting, it says, and it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and uh, so that the man of God might be complete. Training in righteousness as well. Te Telios, yeah. the Greek word perfect. King James might be uh, made perfect, uh, complete, uh, you know, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we don't need new revelations from this gal uh, and, and so forth. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't pray and say, Lord, as James says in chapter four, uh, don't just say, hey, I'm going to move over here. Praying, you know, yeah. say, is your will, Lord. Lord can speak to our hearts by his Holy Spirit and through providence, he guides us. But we're not adding truths to scripture. We're not adding new uh, scripture, Chad. So this is very, very, very serious. It's interesting that she's using Isaiah there because in Isaiah 8, 18, 19, 20, that's where he warns about these new revelations coming from spirits that 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 peep and mutter. And he warns that uh, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. And so we're supposed to test everything. And it reminds me of somebody that's far you know more well-known than her, and that's uh, one of the leading apostles of the New Apostolic Reformation, Bill Johnson, you know, and I've just been looking at that quote recently too, where he talks about how we need to follow the Holy Spirit off of the map of the Bible. We need to go beyond the Bible. And then you go and you look at what's going on there and they have tarot cards, 
uh, Christian version of tarot cards, I should say. They have uh, uh, Uno cards. They'll use Uno, believe it or not, and they'll get a circle of people. And, you know, if you get a red card, you know, and you prophesy to the person on your right, a green card to the person on your left, a yellow card, the person across from you. If you get a wild card, you could just tell someone in the circle of six people, interesting, their destiny, you know. This is uh, sanctioned and this is taught in the Supernatural School of Ministry by Bethel. And they also use destiny cards, you know. In fact, they admitted they tried to distance themselves from de the destiny cards because the woman that was using those, I believe in Australia, was talking about how we're in touch with the divine spirit, you know, and all this and and uh, and uh, the Christ spirit and all this, you know, new age gob, you know, she goes, well, I minister to new agers. She's using cards and they join hands and she reads these destiny cards. And, you know, Bethel tried to distance themselves from the destiny cards saying, yeah, we're not part of this and so forth. But now I was just interviewed by Doreen Virtue and uh, she did a whole, you go to De Doreen Virtue, just, you know, if you want to click on YouTube, she's got uh, some really good exposés. She was the top new ager. But if you go to her uh, a channel, if it's not out yet, I know she's going to try to get it out last weekend, but I don't know if it's out yet. But she interviewed myself and several other people about these uh, about Bethel's use of a Christian version of tarot cards, and they actually have a picture of how they you know their destiny cards, not just the Uno cards they use, but on their website. Uh, so, uh, and that I think uh, Doreen, you know, she does an amazing job exposing the very things she came out of because she was known for her angel cards, which were like tarot cards light in the New Age movement before she repented and came to Christ. This is going beyond Scripture. So, Chad, I'm pulling Uno cards out or whatever, or now I'm gonna, or I pull a wild card and I'm telling you about your future. It's just amazing that this is actually going on. I can't, you know, you can't just write this up and, and make this up, that this is something that would actually come into the church. You know, it sounds like something out of a horror film. I mean, just to hear the the nonsense that is going off. And it really does break your heart because, you know, something that we have brought out and, and specifically you brought out a number of times when we were watching all the Bethel stuff and we came out with um, our series on Bethel, Bethel or Beth Hell, examining the teachings of Bethel Church and Bill Johnson. One of the things that you brought out as well is they're doing all of these extra things because they are not satisfied with the sufficiency of Scripture. They are not satisfied Amen, with what God has already revealed in his word. It sounds like 2 Timothy 2, 4, right? <laughs> Itching ears. Itching ears. One, 100, why else would you have Kenneth Copeland come and speak at your church if you didn't love itching ears? And it is such a sad thing to see that over and over again and to see that kind of be normative for so many. And when you look at it and you see what scripture clearly teaches, I, I love Proverbs verse 35 and 6. Yeah. I remember when uh, I was, I, I had I would text Holly when we were recording at the time. I think we might have been engaged at the time. And I would say, hey, can you send me a verse to memorize? I don't have my Bible. Everything was a little different, a little yeah. less techie. Uh, I don't think I had a smartphone on the side. I said, can you send me a Bible verse? I left my thing to, to memorize. She's like, oh, memorize uh, Proverbs 35 and 6. It says, every word of God is tested. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his word or he will reprove you and you will be proved a liar. And this is what is typically happening to so yeah. many people that that do this. Sadly enough, Joe, we've had it's a it's a sad thing because you know I, I think people love I told you so's, but in the flesh. But honestly, I told you so's are never a fun thing to do. But when we've warned of uh, the likes of of Todd Bentley or yeah. you know some of these people where their doctrine is so far off because they exceed that which is written according to First Corinthians four six, That's not right. to do so right, and they do that. One of the things that happens 
And you just did a message on this recently. And you guys don't check out Blessed Hope Chapel on Wednesdays and on the Lord's Day. We have messages live stream. But you talked about this because you've been going through First Timothy recently. And you have watching your life and your doctrine. It's a favorite verse of us. And maybe because it's a pastoral epistle, you know, being elders at our fellowship, you being a pastor, obviously much longer, being my pastor as well, all these years, you, you think about it and you're like, so often those who add to God's word, those who go by their feelings, their feelings lead them exactly where you would expect them if they are yeah. not bound by the word of God. They all the time, the promiscuous nature, I mean, some of the stuff with Bentley, homosexuality yeah. and cheating on his wife. I mean, yeah. it really is sad that when they go into the excess of scripture, it seems like their life and their personal moral conduct go into excess of flesh. Yeah, and that's a great point because uh, Peter in Second Peter chapter, after he warns, you know, encourages us that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In chapter two, he talks about those who will deceive people by stories they have made up. Isn't that interesting mm. when you parallel those two passages? That is really interesting. And then he says, uh, he talks about their sensuality, you know. Nice. And uh, Chad, one of the things we try to do in the show is let you guys know there's a parable, parallel oftentimes between false doctrine and sinful behavior. And you can go all the way back, especially in Charismania. And if you're visiting our channel, we're not cessationists. We're continuationists, but we're also not sensationalists. We warn about the excesses of going beyond Scripture because uh, we do believe God still does miracles today, and we do believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But, Chad, uh, we've pointed out, I mean, you go way back to the beginning of the Latter Rain Movement and the Charismania that's today, and you could just, it's like a who's who in their leadership, uh, whether you go into, you know, Paul Kane or you go into uh, Bob Jones, leaders of the Vineyard yeah. for some time. Uh, and recently, I don't know how true it is, but stuff that's come out with the leader of IHOP, uh, uh, Bickle, yeah. Bickle, there's a thing going on there. And he had those guys prophesying, and one guy's, you know, Bob Jones, and and both these guys, and Paul Kane. I mean, one of these guys is having girls, you know, unclothe themselves in his office, so, and be stark naked, he's telling these young girls, so I can inspect you by the Holy Spirit, you know? This is demonic. Uh, the other one, drunkard, homosexual. In fact, they Paul made Kane. him, yep, yeah, they made him yeah. step down for a while. It was Paul Kane, the other one was Jones, right? But this was not a new thing among these leaders. It's been happening long before these guys. These are oldsters, by the way, up to the newer guys. And it's like, they're, if they're really, really big, it's almost sometimes it's like they're more likely to be involved in this than not, uh, this, this kind of behavior. But Chad, you and I know uh, in Scripture that you mentioned uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, uh, not to add to the Scripture, that's the Lord rebuke you. Deuteronomy and the Law, chapter 4, verse 2. Same kind of uh, warning yeah. not to add to the words of God. There's some and, revelation, and I, yeah. revelation, yeah, 22, 18, and 19, not to add or take away the scriptures. And I use that actually. I had a, we showed the God Makers 2 years ago in our fellowship, you know. That was a long time ago, but we showed uh, God Makers 2, which reveals Mormonism. And at the very end, uh, I didn't expect this because we advertised that we're going to show this because we have a, several Mormon stakes here in Simi Valley, our town. And I advertised it in our newspapers and a lot of, you know, people showed up outside of our fellowship as well as Mormons. And I didn't realize at the time, but a couple of Mormon lawyers that are Mormon apologists showed up. And at the end, uh, doing, during Q&A time, these guys tried to take over the discussion, you know? And I was out there ministering. I had to step out for a minute because there was a gentleman who was leaving. I caught him because he seemed shaken up. I caught him and prayed with him because he was Mormon. He's coming out because he saw that he was coming out of Mormonism right at that moment. He told me, I'm really concerned. Praise God, I started to try to disciple him a little bit. He came out of Mormonism, became a Christian, praise God. But when I got back in after talking to him, these guys were addressing the congregation. I'm like, whoa, man. I'm like, where's our leadership besides me, you know? 
And then I stepped up and and then I quoted, I, I went to Revelation chapter 20, verses 18 and 19, uh, 22, 18 and 19, not to add or take away to the word. And uh, I kind of set them up because I, I knew what their response yeah, would their be, response but I set them up in a good way because I knew they were going to say, well, that's speaking about the book, of Revelation, the book of Revelation, just yeah. the book of Revelation, because in Revelation 22, 18 and 19, it says not to add or take away to the prophecies of this book. If you add to the prophecies, these plagues in this book will be added to you. Whew, that's going to be gnarly. That would be like probably in hell, right? And if you take away, your part will be taken out of the Holy City, you know? That's pretty serious stuff, right, Chad? So we're having this discussion, and and I say, and, and I knew what they were going to say, and they, you know, hook, line, and sinker, they're like, well, that says the book of this prophecy. That's just talking about the book of Revelation, not adding to the Bible. And then I said, okay. And by the way, the, the scriptures that you just mentioned, Chad, Proverbs chapter 30, Deuteronomy chapter 4, yeah, and not, even the book of Revelation yeah. has this application, so not to add or take away to God's word, but I said, okay, let's look at the book of Revelation itself, uh, because we have Joseph Smith's, I have it at my home right now still, his translation of the Bible, where he adds and takes away to the book of Revelation. Bam. You know, it's so incredible because, like you said, I, I, I love that because it's one good thing. It is a good thing to know the argumentation because, as you said, they the first time I ever brought forth that when when Mormons were coming to my door, uh, that's what that was the argumentation they used. And it's so interesting when you have the Deuteronomy, and I think there's a lot of beautiful things when you understand uh, the Deuteronomy uh, text that he's mentioning about not adding or taking away of the co- covenant really with God, and then the same th- kind of thing happening when you know. John is the last living yeah. apostle, and he's writing the Amen. final book last of chapter. the canon of Scripture, the final things <laughs> to be the last written, verses, right? Yeah. right? And and it is so important, and this is why we want to be grounded by the Word of God. How on earth can you test the spirits if you're not testing them according to the Word of God? Amen. Right? And Deuteronomy, in that same book, you have how to test the false prophets, yeah. right? If something, if they make prophecy, they don't come... Chapter 13, chapter 18. Exactly. They don't come, come true. Guess what? Oh, I don't got to worry that prophet did not speak from the Lord because the Lord is never wrong. The grass withers and guess what? Things fade away, but the word of the Lord endures Amen. forever. That is a quote from not only First Peter, but also he's quoting Isaiah. The thing she's quoting to say we don't really need the, yeah, the scriptures. The, the word of God never comes back void. The word of Chad, the word of Joe, our words come back void. The word of God never comes back void. Uh, you have Paul telling Timothy that he was brought up in the scriptures by his mother and grandmother. And guess what? Those are the scriptures that are able to lead you to salvation. Amen, right? bro. Over and over again, you see the word of God. It is the very thing by which lays the groundwork, not only the groundwork, but lays the parameters. It is the thing that keeps us Absolutely. on the straight and narrow. Our guardrails. And, and look at what can happen. Look at all of the cults. I think about it. It's not an accident. All of these cults after America, you know, it gets its nation and so forth. All of these cults that came out right, whether it's the Millerites, right? Whether it's a lot of what is now the modern uh, movement of the Apostolic Church or the Oneness Pentecostal, whether it's the Mormons, whether it's the JWs. All of these groups that started right after them, it's demonic. It's a spirit. And all of them attack the Bible and they attack the church that Jesus said would never be prevailed against. And Joe, I love that we're talking about, we talked about our Spanish channel that's coming out soon. Because I was just down in Mexico sharing alongside, and praise God, I had David from Costa Rica, the pastor from Blessed of Costa Rica, interpreting for me, expressing to a group of Jehovah's Witness, sharing the gospel with them. And explaining to them over and over them, they've been lied to, and they believe that the church that Jesus said he would build and the gates of hell will never prevail against, 
They believe that it was sim- simply in darkness until the watchtower, which, by the way... The Mormons teach the same thing. Teach the same thing. Until Mormonism, yeah. And you cannot understand the scriptures unless you have the watchtower. In fact, you'll be in complete and utter darkness unless yeah. you have the watchtower. Yeah, after two years, if you have the watchtower, you'll still have the light. But if you have the Bible without the watchtower, you'll be in darkness. That is a sign of a cult. I'm so glad you bring that up because almost every cult has this in common. And I say almost. I mean... I did a track, wrote years ago, Chad, on Jesus being the great I am. We used to pass them out by the thousands. And I had like 20 quotes or so, a lot, I don't know how many, but a ton of them, probably too many, from different cults where they all denied that Jesus Christ is God. And one of the things that I thought, wow, isn't it interesting? Almost all the cults deny the deity of Christ. Uh, and the other thing they had in common was to trump their new revelation over the Word of God, as you're mentioning, uh, which I think is so important. But Chad, you bring up an important point that we'd have to, you know, fall for the lie that the church totally fell away, that it had to be restored through Charles Taze Russell, founder of the Watchtower and uh, Track Society of Jehovah's Witnesses, or Joseph Smith, the main and first prophet of, of Mormonism. We, we'd have to, you know, buy into that first lie. Well, how can you make sure you don't fall in that lie? So someone tells you, hey, Chad, oh, by the way, they come to your door. You know what, uh, Mormons, you know, you know what, there was a total apostasy and falling away, total and absolute fallen away and the church wasn't restored until 1830 by joseph smith when he was given these golden plates and now we have the book of mormon we have pearl of great price we have you know uh book of abraham you know uh and doctrine and covenants we have all these other books now that have god's added to the bible and by the way the bible is only accurate when it agrees with these new revelations which by the way if any of you know how they you, you test uh counterfeits you the secret service will take people that deal with a lot of money and they'll give them They'll have them look at the original, understand the original. Then you'll look at the new thing that claims to be the real deal, the real $100 bill, and they'll say, ah, doesn't match. Well, we you don't go to the counterfeit and then look and say, well, yeah, the original's off, you know? What you do is you look at the uh, uh, original. So that's why all of us, and we stress so often, get Amen. in the Word of God. Be men and women of the Word of God. And praise God, we're grateful because people in our ministry are like that because this is a show where if you are not, if you don't want to hear about the Word of God, you know, you just want to get your ears tickled, you're probably going to go to another show, right? But if you want to hear truth and what the Word of God says and how it interfaces with the world and popular culture and Bible prophecy and apologetics and everything, this is a show for you. But I think it's interesting, Chad, because we can go to the Word of God and we can realize, no, the Bible doesn't say there'd be a total apostasy. Paul said in 1 Timothy 4.1, the Holy Spirit speaks that uh, expressly that a lot of times, some will depart from the faith, right? Mm-hmm. Given heats to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Jesus said when the Antichrist comes, many will fall away, but not all. And by the way, Chad, uh, we're told very clearly in Scripture, you already mentioned the Scripture, in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But the Jehovah's Witness or Mormons want us to believe the church, the gates of hell prevailed for like 1,800 years or 1,600 years or after the apostolic era and it had to be restored through Joseph Smith. And by the way, Jude mentions to earnestly contend for the faith which was once for all delivered unto the saints. And the apostle says in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, you know, to he, he mentions how uh, God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or dream according to the Holy Spirit that works within us. Uh, and he says, glory to the church throughout all generations. Not the first two generations, and then when Joseph Smith comes after several generations. Jesus said he'd so, be with us always, even until the end of the even age. Even at the end of the Amen. age, as they go and preach the gospel. Amen. So so it's imperative that we recognize the importance of uh, God's promises, that he vouchsafed the truth of his word to his ap- apostles, and that he would preserve that. And in fact, we're I think it's Psalm 138, Chad. There's, you know, two of the most important things God did, two most important things of God, he, that he says he puts above all else. It says he puts his name and his word 
above everything else. You don't mess with God's word. And when we're talking about, oh, the Holy Spirit's adding these things, but uh, what you're saying, you know, uh, these new revelations, they contradict the scripture and the Holy Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. The Bible says, as we know, what was it? Second uh, Peter one twenty one that and it's really clear. The Word of God's really clear that the Scripture did not come by the will of men, but holy men of God were moved and they spake as they're carried along by the Holy Spirit. And Chad, you and I know really well the Scripture. The Holy Spirit's called one of His titles is the Spirit of Truth. Amen. So these people are like, oh, you get too much in the Bible. Oh, doctrine. Oh, teaching. I want to see what the Holy Spirit has to say. Wait a minute. You know, I know what the Holy Spirit says. Read the Word. That's the Spirit of Truth. Your new revelations contradict the Spirit of Truth. That's what the Bible reveals and calls the Spirit of Error. Amen. And it's so important. And there's a reason for all of this. This is how God designed it. He used his apostles for in order to give us, as he gave them, the keys of the kingdom. And guess what? They gave us the scriptures. Amen. They were walking Bibles. And I love this. One of the one of the most beautiful things when you are looking at it, and I love looking through the epistles and also putting that with the book of Acts when you see when the churches are planted. And Joe, I know you you already talked about this from Acts 17, but when Paul, when it's very clear in Acts 17 that Paul saw those in Berea as more noble in Thessalonica. Why? Because they tested everything he said mm -hmm. according to the scriptures. And that's really important because you'll have people from the Orthodox tradition or the Catholic tradition, and they will say, oh, well, well, how did they have a church? They had a church for 60 years, you know, after Jesus pours out, you know, the Holy Spirit was poured out on at Pentecost. There's been a church for 60 years, but they had no Bible. Oh, really? Oh. They had no Bible. When Paul oh, says all scripture, what's he talking about? Chad? Yeah, I was talking about the Old Testament. That's exactly. Right. Oh, you're right. Exactly what I was saying. A, every, almost every single time, except for Second Peter uh, chapter three, uh, and also in First Timothy, muzzle the oxen is threshing. When scripture is referred to, almost every single time, it's referring to the old covenant as we call and it what were the Bereans searching out to see if what Paul was saying was true <laughs> exactly yeah. they were looking at the scriptures and guess what they the were Old holding the, even the apostles accountable to it and this is so important to to grasp around when the early church was looking at because we believe that the 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 new covenant the writings of the apostles that they are self self-evident in terms of them being the word of God. The the church discovered yeah. that they were the word of God. They didn't decide. As soon as ink went to parchment, man, it's scripture. It's word the Holy of God. Spirit. It was God breathed. And Chad, just real briefly, yeah. uh, why don't you speak to this issue because you're on a roll right now and we got just a couple minutes left. Give a couple examples of, you know, whether it's the Assumption of Mary or whatever comes to your mind yeah. where the Catholics have added the scripture. Oh, absolutely. I think this is so important too because as Joe was mentioning, it was immediately. When they was written on the paper, it's not like, oh, the church is going to decide later. Oh, John is a, John is about that. It was self-evident. But one of the things that they did in order to make sure there's never even a question like, oh, maybe the gospel of Thomas is really one of the gospels. Maybe, yeah. you know, the the this or that is, is part of the gospels. If it did not line up and if, if it wasn't a Marcion yeah. uh, a viewpoint, which was there's a new God named Jesus. That was the Gnostic Marcion. There's a new God named Jesus. The Old Testament God, Yahweh, is a different God. He's evil, they Therefore, said. Yeah. Yep, they made him look evil. Therefore, if anyone would say something like that, that the New Testament God is not the same as the Old Testament God, that he's not the same yesterday, today, and forever, 
immediately it had no shot yeah they were in the early church would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that has nothing to do with this because it contradicts Amen. how god has already been revealed and then what you have over and over again and you talked about this the assumption of mary this is something that became dogmatic which by the way you can look this up uh when it comes to the catholic church believing this sadly enough some reformers believed it as well and they had to come to a logical conclusion for the bodily assumption of mary that she could not die why could she not die and they were one you know well hey why would somebody come up with that doctrine if you're wondering to yourself well that is because they don't believe she ever sinned yeah oh and by the way the immaculate conception that's about mary which by the way would also make sure that her mother didn't sin and so forth if you actually take it to its logical conclusion but to add that to a dogma which by the way if it is denied if you deny that that mary never died and that she was, or if you deny that Mary never died and she was assumed up to heaven, guess what? You're denying Catholic dogma. Guess what? Your salvation yeah. is not only in question, you can't be saved if you outright, you are anathematized by denying that. But how do we know that she sinned? Well, the Bible says all of sin comes short of the glory of God. Mary offers uh, turtle yeah. doves yeah. along with Joseph, you know, one of the sin off or one of the offerings in the Old Testament. And as well, you know, last thing I'll mention is she calls Jesus, she calls God, I'm sorry, her savior. Well, Savior of what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to the scripture, sola scriptura. Yeah, she's a sinner like everybody else. She was blessed, but we're all blessed in Christ. Amen. Uh, but amen. Stick to the Word of God, guys. D- don't fall for these cults. Don't fall for these lies. Don't fall for traditions of men. Stick to the Word of God and preach Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.